Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. This program is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any illness. Please speak with your doctor when starting a new health program. Hey guys, welcome to the show this week. I'm George Batista and this is Wellness Talk, the show that always goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition and fitness and supplements. Hope you guys are having a great, great day and are uh, getting prepared for the holiday. It's a Christmas holiday coming up this next week. So um, hopefully you guys got your shopping in because I know I usually uh, take a while to get my shopping done and I finally this year actually got most of my shopping done. I think I got maybe one or two small things to finish up. But for the most part, I got everything done. So uh, that's a good thing. Anyway, so uh, we got a lot of stuff on tap for you. Before that, uh, just make sure you go to PlatinumNutritionals.com where you can get all the articles that I post. And don't forget, uh, we're on MeWe, BitChute, Rumble, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all those things. So don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever it is you're checking us out. And um, just before I go into the articles, I just kind of want to um, I want to just give a shout out to all my friends down in Florida. And um, by the way, I, I've been to Florida many, many times um, for business and pleasure. And uh, my family has a, has a couple of houses down there, so uh, I've spent a lot of time down there. But the reason why I'm giving them a shout out is because Florida is actually, they put together a 32nd uh, statewide public service announcement in support of common sense COVID prevention. So they are actually talking about strategies such as optimizing your vitamin D, staying active, eating nutritious food, and boosting your immune system with supplements like vitamin C, quercetin, and zinc. So they actually have this 32nd PSA, which is amazing, which is really common sense, right? Um, and this is what we need, common sense, because again, you're not going to see this anywhere else. And this is the stuff that I talk about every day, which what we should be doing is boosting our immune system because um, if and when we do end up getting whatever variant of COVID that's out there, we can be more prepared. So again, just a shout out to you guys in Florida who are doing the right things. And hopefully everybody is listening to that. And um getting your vitamin D levels up and, you know, keeping yourselves healthy because that is the only game in town at the end of the day. All right. So we got some good, uh, good stuff to go over this week. First thing we're going to talk about is, is your immune system, speaking of the immune system, by the way, is your immune system uh, support nutrient rich or sugar overloaded? And this is by Linda Doberstein, uh, Wellness Resources. And this is 
kind of going into the holidays because we know in the holidays uh, we all kind of overdo it when it comes to eating and it's very hard to keep yourself in check and to keep the diet in check. So this article is just kind of a reminder and she does a really, really good job here, by the way. This is just kind of a reminder to make sure that, you know, you're trying to keep yourself as in check as possible when it comes to sugar and uh, the holidays. So um, very good article. So we'll go over a few tips to try to keep your sugar intake uh, as low as possible. Then, uh, you know, around uh, this, uh, actually talking about the same author, uh, another article from Linda Doberstein, and this is the six benefits of Hawthorne Berry. And Hawthorne is one of those things that I've I've talked about before on this show, if you listen to some of the older episodes on the show, but it's a fantastic, fantastic supplement, fantastic um, berry, and it's got such really good medicinal properties. It's actually one of my favorites, again, when you're talking about heart protocols. Uh, CoQ10 is one of my other favorites, but CoQ10 with Hawthorne berry, I think, is a powerful one-two punch when it comes to the heart. So we're going to talk about six benefits of Hawthorne berry. And if you are, whether you have, you're dealing with, you know, heart issues or you just want to keep your heart in really, really good shape, this is one of those things that'll help you do it. Okay. Then we're going to talk about does cinnamon lower blood sugar? And this is by Dr. Julian Whitaker. And uh, Dr. Whitaker is a well known doctor. He does a lot of really, really great articles. So this is an article talking about cinnamon. Now, I've talked about blood sugar on this um, on this show many, many times, different ways to lower blood sugar uh, if you have type 2 diabetes or if you're just kind of creeping up into that type 2, you may be pre-diabetic. But um, cinnamon is one of those things that is, is fantastic, uh, a fantastic tool you can use in your arsenal for lowering blood sugar. And uh, I've talked about other things like chromium as well, as well as alpha-lipoic acid. Those things are great for that. But cinnamon is something you can add as another tool in your toolbox. So he's going to go over some more studies and some more things that uh, cinnamon has been known to do. That's good information. Then we're going to talk about why are there fewer nutrients in our food? And this is by Mary Lowther. And this is kind of uh, another one of these things that we talk about on the show a lot. And the whole reason why I think supplements are so important to everyone, because again, you're not getting the nutrients in your food that are needed. So we're going to talk about why that is and why supplements are extremely helpful when it comes to getting the proper nutrition. So, um, you know, I've, I haven't really touched on exactly some of the reasons why there isn't uh, much nutrients in the soil. So we're going to touch on that, and then we'll talk about why supplements are important. So that's what we got on tap for you this week. So uh, let's get started. So first, is your immune system nutrient-rich or is it sugar-overloaded? Again, this is from uh, Linda Daberstein, Wellness Resources. So we know that Americans are addicted to sugar, right? That's not news, but she puts, she puts some numbers in here that are really eye-opening. So this is kind of food for thought. The average adult consumes about 150 pounds of sugar per year. To put this in perspective, consider these numbers. One ounce equals 28.3 grams. One pound equals 453 grams. So 150 pounds each year equals 67,000 
953 grams. That equates to 186 grams per day or 6.5 ounces of sugar every day. Imagine that. You know, I bet you you never really thought about it that way, right? You know, but if you think about 150 pounds each year, literally the average person consumes pretty much a whole person. If you consider a 150-pound person, a, a whole person worth of sugar each year, which is astonishing. So here's a couple of examples of sugar content in various foods and treats. So one ounce of sugar equals 28 grams. One 12-ounce Lipton Brisk iced tea with lemon has 32 grams of sugar, okay? Uh, a 12-ounce Frappuccino blended coffee from Starbucks, by the way, has 29 grams of sugar. A three-fourths cup of Cold Stone Creamery Eggnog flavored ice cream has 40 grams of sugar. And one-third of a cup of sweetened dried cranberries has 26 grams of sugar. Um, so, you know, when you when you take all those things, and obviously I'm, I'm assuming somebody's not eating all those things at one shot, especially the folks who listen to this show. But even if you eat a couple of those things, I mean, th- those things add up, right? So let's talk about why sugar or excessive amounts of sugar are so deadly. So research has shown that in healthy adults, simple carbohydrate intake of 100 grams of glucose, fructose, sucrose, honey, uh, and orange juice suppressed neutrophil function for at least five hours after consumption. And the greatest impairment came one to two hours after eating the sugar when blood sugar levels were at their peak. So think about that. That's at least four, at least five hours after consumption. So five hours right there where your immune system is blinded to, um, you know, to things that are going on. What if you're dealing with a pathogen, right? What if you're dealing with a virus and your immune system within that time frame is not able to see it? And that's exactly when the the virus is, you know, wants to take hold. So, you know, things you got to think about. Now, neutrophils, talking about the immune system, is a type of white blood cell. And they're your first line of defense against bacteria, viruses, and other organisms. So their job is to engulf or swallow germs and respond to inflammation. Now, sugar intake, what it does, it pretty much handicaps the activity of these immune soldiers, and that allows for germs to get greater access and proliferate, okay? So elevated blood sugar levels also interfere with Beta defensins, all right, which are now beta defensins are natural antimicrobial peptides. Okay, so elevated blood sugar levels suppress your ability to manage germs, which then increases your susceptibility to infection, adds to chronic inflammation, and event, and and also slows down the healing process. Again, things to think about. Now, then we have high fructose, right? So high fructose intake is also stressful to the body. And animal studies show that high fructose intake exacerbates salt sensitivity in the kidneys. And this is one of those things that can actually lead to blood pressure problems, right? Because we all know uh, kidneys do have a lot to do with blood pressure. And then when you combine salt in that and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it, one can actually lead into the other. So you kind of have to look at what's your trend, Right. Look at, you know, what do you do uh, day in and day out? And then when it comes to the holidays, again, a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these things are worsened because you're eating a lot more because there's a lot more treats. There's a lot more baked goods and cookies and cakes and those types of things. So 
Um, you know, these are just things that you need to think about, okay? Um, and again, you have to also understand that there's also uh, additional, you know, um, gut compromise people also have to deal with this stuff, okay? So if you're dealing with issues like indigestion and heartburn and digestive problems, okay, or if you're using antibiotics, right, uh, ibuprofen, uh you know, anti-inflammatories like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or, you know, uh, beta blockers, all different types of medications and stuff like that. All that also can uh, disrupt your gut flora, disrupt your gut lining and integrity, which affects your immune system vitality and your nutrient status. Because what does it do? A lot of that stuff takes the nutrients out of your system. So again, things to think about. So immune health and vitality requires adequate nutrition intake, preferably optimal intake, right? Regular exercise also affects it. Getting enough sleep, stress management, that's all a part of this whole puzzle. So the vitamins and minerals that are needed for for a good immune system working properly, vitamin A, C, D, E, B vitamins, right? uh, The carotenes, copper, iron, selenium, zinc, and adequate glutathione. Those are all critical for the immune system to do the job properly, okay? So the top choices, again, um, looking at wellness resources because that is the number one supplement company we talk about here. The top choices um, that you can take a look at when when it comes to, especially for the holidays, if you want to strengthen your immune system, Daily Protector, Eye and Immune, um, that is a fantastic supplement. Um, um, Protector. Strength, uh, strengthener Plus and Activator Plus are fantastic. Vitamin D, the 2500 uh, unit, is great. And Astaxanthin and Glutathione Ultra. Those are the top choices as far as immune supplementation when it comes to wellness resources. Now, if you're one of those folks that has a robust sweet tooth that gets, you know, that gets the best of you, you also have to consider different things to work on that, right, if you're addicted to sugar. So, Again, with wellness resources, there's some things to take into consideration. So top choices with that would be chromium, uh, gymnema silvestri, um, inula rasmosa, and by the way, I I know I don't pronounce these properly, but the B vitamins, glutamine, and magnesium. Those are top choices when it comes to sugar cravings and stuff like that, okay? Um, So just things to think about when you're dealing with the holidays and um, you're, you know, you're trying to tame that sugar intake because, again, many people gain a lot of weight during the holidays. So obviously, you know, a lot of people make resolutions for January moving forward to try to curb that. But um, not to say you don't want to have a good time. We all want to have a good time in the holidays. And having a piece or two of a pie or a cake or something with your meal. And by the way, my suggestion is always to have the sweet, if you're going to have a sweet, with the meal not in between the meal, okay? Especially if you're dealing with pre-diabetes or if you think you're you know, going to be dealing with blood sugar issues or anything like that, okay? Have it with the meal because, number one, it's going to digest with everything else. And also, try to have as much fiber as you can with your meals as well because that is going to go a long way into stabilizing or to helping to stabilize your blood sugar and any blood sugar spikes. So having your snacks with your meal having as much fiber as possible, and then also continuing other things like 
exercising and things like that and any kind of supplements that's all it's all going to help you especially during the holiday season to mitigate any blood sugar issues so uh, just keep that in mind next we're going to talk about the six benefits of hawthorn berry and again hawthorn is one of those things that uh, i have talked about on this show before and um it is it it is a uh, berry. There's actually leaves and berries that contain procyanidins, okay, which are unique flavonoids that help. It's, it, to, it it acts like an antioxidant, by the way, in your body. But the things that we already know about hawthorn, uh, and by the way, hawthorn has been has been used for par, for thousands of years, probably two thousand years, and it has been uh, extensively researched in the last you know, 50 years, let's say, especially in Europe. They, they do use it in Europe a lot as well. But some physicians in the, in the States are starting to get wise to it, but um, it's primarily used for the most part in Europe along with some of the other modalities like CoQ10. So again, some of the things that we know about Hawthorne, it, works, it does work synergistically with CoQ10 to increase ATP, which is your energy production in your cells. It also helps to improve endothelial function of the heart, vessels and it helps with uh, nitric oxide production and by the way every year compliance regulations change thousands of times and every year adp makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else like running their business grow stronger with adp hr talent time and payroll it does also work as a natural low-grade calcium channel blocker and an ace inhibitor all in one okay so those of you who uh, know anything about those types of medications with doctors, pres- you know, which doctors prescribe, um, Hawthorne is kind of the natural answer to those. Not as powerful as those medications, obviously, but it's more of on a on the low grade side of that. So, those are things that we do know about Hawthorne. But we're going to go over some of some of the you know the how and whys that it works. So, number one. Again, it's a cardiovascular tonic for cholesterol. So recent findings demonstrate that Hawthorne's supportive effects on cholesterol, triglycerides, and LDL cholesterol metabolism. So things like metabolic syndrome, right, uh, that, that are kind of, you know, blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, all those types of things. It helps to modulate all those things, and it helps to modulate things like interleukins and C-reactive protein, and it provides antioxidant protection to the inside of the blood vessels, okay? So interleukins and C-reactive protein are inflammatory components of, you know, in your body, and um, so Hawthorne is intimately involved in helping to modulate those. Um, Number two, Hawthorne supports your heart's workload, now, there was a review of several double-blind clinical control studies on Hawthorne extract, and it demonstrated improved exercise tolerance, workload on the heart with usage of Hawthorne extract. So this berry can be used with other nutrients, again, such as CoQ10, or other things like PQQ, um, and um, RF-lipoic acid to support oxygen oxygenation and mitochondrial health. Again, this is what I was talking about before. When it, when it comes to increasing what's called ATP in your system, which is um, adenosine triphosphate, which basically is your cell engines. That's, you know, that's the energy of your mitochondria or your cells. So Hawthorne, again, in conjunction with some of these other nutrients, is intimately involved in helping you produce ATP. Hawthorne, number three, Hawthorne is great for blood vessel support. So Hawthorne's tonic effects support healthy calcium signaling, 
activity and cellular CAMP, which is cyclic AMP, which is another part of your energy, um, how your, your body produces energy in the heart tissue and blood vessel and blood vessels endothelial lining. Now we all know, and I've talked about it before, you have your, your endothelial lining, which is a smooth muscle, muscle lining in your, um, in your blood vessels, and it produces a gas called nitric oxide. Well, that nitric oxide helps to keep your blood vessels nice and pliable, which helps to keep your blood pressure in check. So that's very important. But Hawthorne is very, very good at keeping all those things in check. Number four, Hawthorne supports acetylcholine. So in other words, nutrients within Hawthorne help your nerves and your brain keep the memory neurotransmitter acetylcholine from being broken down. Helps with memory. Number five, Hawthorne is an antioxidant protection for your skin. So the antioxidants benefits of Hawthorne aid in protecting your skin. Uh, cell and animal studies demonstrate that the, the polyphenols found in Hawthorne extracts shield against the ultraviolet B radiation. And number six, it aids in liver metabolism. So it helps your, uh, helps, it's been used for your digestive tract and liver support. And its antioxidants help to slow, to show liver, uh, helps to aid your liver in its metabolism. Now, animals fed a high-fat diet and Hawthorne extract experience less stress and fat accumulation within the liver. So again, Hawthorne, fantastic for not only your heart, but a lot of other things as well. So again, another tool in the cardiac toolbox that you can use along with CoQ10 and other things. So check out Hawthorne, and I would suggest Wellness Resources because they have a great product called Cardio Helper. And Cardio Helper not only has the Hawthorne extract, about 600 milligrams per serving, but it, it has a lot of other things too. It's got resveratrol, it's got grapeseed extract, and it's got horse chestnut. So, uh, it, you know, so it does many things. It strengthens and protects the cardiovascular system. It also helps to improve leg circulation and vein health. Helps to improve oxygenation, okay? Especially, again, during exercise. That's what the Hawthorne Berry does. Um, it's even great for weight management and as an overall antioxidant. So check out Cardio Helper uh, from Wellness Resources. It's something you can use, again, synergistically with CoQ10. I've used that many times uh, with, you know, with clients that I've worked with, and it seems to work very, very well. So uh, check it out. All right, next, we're going to talk about cinnamon, and why cinnamon is so good for blood sugar. And this is, again, from Dr. Julian Whitaker. Now, cinnamon is one of those things that has been used for so long. And, you know, people use it for baking and people use it for the holidays, for all types of baked goods. I love cinnamon as well. Um, but it's got some really great beneficial medicinal properties as far as uh, blood sugar and just overall health. Okay, now there's been thousands of scientific papers that have been published on cinnamon, including nearly 200 articles on its effects on blood sugar. So let's let's talk a little bit about why it works so well. So uh, a couple of the things that have been studied in cinnamon uh, among the compounds that it has, one of them is called cinnamaldehyde, and the other one is eugenol. And they're shown to support normal blood sugar metabolism in the following ways. Number one, it helps to improve insulin sensitivity. Now, we all know what insulin is, right? Insulin 
is what's secreted by your pancreas and enables glucose to move from blood cells uh, from blood into the cells where it's used to produce energy. Well, these compounds in cinnamon actually help to increase uh, insulin sensitivity by improving the responsiveness of insulin receptors on the cells, as well as the activity of proteins that support glucose into the cells. Okay. Next, it also helps to slow glucose release. And this is key here because one of the things with blood sugar is because you get these blood sugar spikes, right? When you're eating something that contains a lot of sugar, again, you know, piggybacking on the article we did previously on sugar and those type of things. So cinnamon helps to inhibit enzymes in the gastrointestinal tract that convert starches into glucose. So essentially, it slows the release of glucose into the bloodstream. So basically, it helps to mitigate the spikes that you get from those typical, uh, you know, again, when you're eating sugar and you get those blood sugar spikes, whether you're eating a piece of candy, again, if you're eating it in between your meals instead of with your meals, because again, that makes a big difference. Now, lab studies suggest that cinnamon also inhibits the formation of what's called advanced glycation end products, or what they call AGEs, AGEs, okay? And these are... These are things that are formed when uh, sugar molecules bind to proteins and fats in a process known as what's called glycation, okay? So what happens is the, these advanced glycation end products interfere with normal cellular function, okay? And basically, again, is responsible for inflammation, right? So according to uh, a 2021 meta-analysis, Cinnamon supplementation improves several cardiovascular risk factors in patients with diabetes and metabolic syndrome. Now, we all know metabolic syndrome, again, is a cascade of all the different uh, conditions, right? So it's blood sugar, blood pressure, um, triglycerides, cholesterol, when you pretty much have everything uh, all in one. That's, that's known as the metabolic syndrome. So the review of 35 clinical trials concluded that supplemental cinnamon was associated with meaningful reductions in total LDL cholesterol triglycerides, waist circumference, and blood sugar. And another recent meta-analysis confirmed the benefits for reducing waist circumference, BMI, which is body mass index, and other markers of obesity. So fantastic studies uh, on cinnamon. And so, you know, when you're looking at cinnamon, obviously the, the most common type of cinnamon that's used uh, in grocery stores, it's called... Uh, Cinnamon cassia, okay, that's the most common type, and um, <clears throat> and it's it's you know typically in a powdered form, okay, but it, that's also the most common type used in supplements, and it's also considered less ex- expensive, by the way. That's probably the least expensive uh, form of cinnamon, but um, you know that's what what can be used, and that's generally what is used. Now, the bulk of the studies used uh, around one thousand to two thousand milligrams. Uh, per day of cinnamon. Okay. So, um, so just things to think about when it comes to cinnamon. And again, um, if you're looking for a great cinnamon product, I suggest cinnamon plus by wellness resources. And the reason why this is great is because not only does it contain cinnamon, again, it contains, um, the cinnamon, uh, uh, cassia that is generally used, but it also contains co- uh, coffee bean extract, which is, uh, again, known for its properties uh, for dealing with uh, blood sugar and insulin issues. But, and it also contains banaba extract, another thing that's known for helping with blood sugar metabolism. So it's a comprehensive thing. It's not just a cinnamon. 
So again, with this business of blood sugar and and uh, just blood sugar spikes and that type of thing, you want to reduce that. So let's add to what we were talking about previously, right? So we talked about we talk about reducing sugar. We talked about um, exercise. Okay, exercise is huge in this whole blood sugar metabolism space, right? We talked about things like chromium, alpha lipoic acid, and we want to add cinnamon to this. Okay, so all those things can be used in in combination to help make sure that you're keeping your blood sugar stabilized. So again, check out cinnamon, one of the great things you can use. And again, you don't have to necessarily always use it as a supplement. You could just use it in your baking. But um, cinnamon, oh, and by the way, uh, adding to that also is the fiber. I forgot, almost forgot to add the fiber because that's what I mentioned last time. So using all that for cinnamon is fantastic. So um, just, again, some more things to think about and tools for the toolbox. And finally, why are there fewer nutrients in our food? And this is by Mary Lowther. And again, this is one of those things that ties into why we take supplements in the first place and why I advocate for supplements and and generally why the supplement industry is so huge right now, right? Because it is impossible to get the nutrients that you need in your food. And you always have to look at, you know, look at this whole concept and say to yourself, remember that remember what your body needs to uh, sustain its basic functions, right? Vitamins minerals, amino acids, omega-3 fatty acids, you know, antioxidants, all that. This is what your body runs on. This is kind of like the gasoline and or the um, the oil, engine oil for your car, right? If you don't have those in your car, your car does not run. Well, the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, all that is the same. It's the same concept in humans. If you are, If you are deficient in those, it's only a matter of time before something breaks. Blood, blood sugar problems, blood pressure problems, arthritic problems. You can name the condition, okay? So, um, you know, I know that it's sometimes an extra expense when you have to take a multivitamin and when you have to take whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if you average it out when you're looking at it, um, it's, it's better to do that and think preventatively than it is to have to go, you know, to the doctor or have to get on some kind of pill or end up in the hospital for whatever reason because there's an issue that there's a chronic issue that has been festering for a long time because you are deficient in something. So it's just one of those things to keep in mind. And again, not to say that supplements are the, are magic because they're not magic. They're they're ba- it's basic nutrition. It's nutrition one hundred and one, really. Okay, it's not it's not rocket science, but Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about uh, why there are fewer nutrients in the food. Now, a recent article uh, quoting from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Now, listen to these statistics, right? Uh, Reports that between 1963 and 2000, okay, in the year 2000, the nutrient content in all types of fruits and vegetables had declined by up to 50% and continues to decline. So, for example... The vitamin C content of peppers dropped from 128 milligrams per 100 grams to 89 milligrams per 100 grams. Broccoli lost half of its vitamin A and calcium, and collards lost much of its magnesium. Okay, 
um, cauliflower lost half of its vitamin C, theamine, and riboflavin, right? So that, I mean, those are significant drops. Now, a century ago, the magnesium content in our diet was about 500 milligrams per day, okay? That's typical, that was the typical diet, what, you know, well over 100 years ago. But that has dropped to 175 to 225 milligrams per day. And that's what, this is what people are getting to in their diet. And this is why magnesium deficiency is one of the biggest deficiencies out there. And I'm going to tell you probably the, the, the two biggest deficiencies in general are probably magnesium deficiency and vitamin D deficiency. Now, vitamin D deficiency is pretty easy to fix, right? Because, you know, especially in the summertime or if you're living under warmer climates, you can get a lot of sun and, you know, in 30 minutes, you can get about 20,000 IUs of vitamin D if you're doing it right. Um, or your supplementation you, and vitamin D supplementation is, is pretty easy. But magnesium is a little harder because, um, again, if you're relying on your food, you have to eat a lot of those foods. I mean, you have to eat pounds of those foods just to get. Um, and I think the recommended daily allowance now is 400 milligrams. But just to get 400 milligrams of magnesium, you have to eat a ton of food that contains magnesium. And keep in mind that when you eat that food, your body strips off some of it, right, during digestion. So these are things to keep in mind now. One of the reasons for the deficit in the soils is likely that minerals in the soil that that crops grew, uh, that crops grew in, were lost to the soil once the, the crops were harvested and left the farm. So further tilling of the soil often causes erosion of topsoil at at a rate that exceeds the rate of natural erosion and and creation of topsoil by a factor of 10 or more, okay? This is, okay, so this is one factor. Second thing is herbicides such as glyphosate, okay, glyphosate Roundup, and we all know that Roundup has become a, a big issue in the last 10, 15 years, okay? So these things such as glyphosate, these are herbicides that are used in in farming and and just in you know uh, as far as soil and that type of thing, it binds with magnesium, manganese, and other ions, preventing them from being absorbed by plants. Right now, also widely used artificial fertilizers have high levels of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, but cannot replenish those trace minerals because they don't contain them. Okay, so the excess potassium and phosphorus are you know, preferentially absorbed into the plants. But the problem is it inhibits the magnesium absorption because what ends up happening is high potassium fertilizer, since that's used um, and that's taken up more by the plants, it which is good. It makes them it makes them look green and it makes them look healthy. But plants tend to favor favor the potassium uptake versus the calcium and the magnesium. So it makes the calcium and magnesium harder to absorb. Okay. So the use of high potassium fertilizer can prevent the absorption of the magnesium in general and other minerals into the plant in general. So not just the the magnesium, but other uh, minerals in general. Okay, so um, another thing, acid rain caused by air pollution also tends to deplete the magnesium in the soil because it often contains nitric acid, um, and which can change the chemistry of the soil, Right. So these are all things that that are uh, that are problematic when it comes to soil, uh, you know, growing crops and these types of things. And and by the way, 
the 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 other issue when it comes to acid rain that plants plants grown on soil contaminated by acid rain may may end up being deficient in calcium and magnesium. So soil acidity is often tested on farms. And if the soil is too acid, it, it usually it's usually treated with lime, which is a calcium oxide product. But again, that also depletes the magnesium, um, and because it's competing uh, for the absorption. So, it's, there's I mean, it's a complicated issue. There's a lot of things that are used, but and then that's all the things that just goes on on the soil side. Okay, then once the plants and and your fruits, you know, vegetables are grown then they come to the table, right? Um, and you have to, obviously, you have to wash them, you know, as best you can to try to get a lot of this stuff off. And then when you're cooking the vegetables, some of that is also depleted in the cooking. And that's a natural process, right? If you're cooking, um, unless you're eating them raw. Um, but if you're cooking them, again, it strips off some of that. You know, that's why a lot of people suggest, you know, lightly cooking them, you know, not overcooking these things because you lose a lot with that, okay? So, you know, by the time it gets to your plate, there's not a lot in there at all. So um, this is this is part of the whole issue. So what's the solution? Well, a couple of things that they suggest here and I agree with. If you can buy, um, start out by buying whatever your produce is, try to get the organic version of it if you can, um, because again, that's the version that's going <clears> to... <throat> have the least amount of pesticides and herbicides, okay? So um, that kind of puts you ahead of the game when you're, when you're getting that, okay? And um, also, if you can grow your own food, right? Like we have a, uh, a garden in the back, in our backyard, a nice garden we tend to every year. We get some fantastic things where we grow, we grow tomatoes, we grow cucumbers, peppers, um, you know, all different types of things. And, and we, we bring them in and we, you know, we just wash them off. We put them into our salads and stuff like that. And I mean, we get it. We, we've had some beautiful, huge eggplants, uh, that we've grown and have been fantastic. So if you can do that, great. And if you can't, maybe you live in an apartment, you, you, you know, you don't have a backyard. So if you have like a terrace or something, you can still put together a nice little, uh, garden on your terrace, and grow, you know, some grow some vegetables and things like that. So there's always different ways of doing it. But again, you know, even if you're just getting their produce from your farmer's market, go to your farmer's market and support them, by the way. Support the farmer's market as best you can because um, they need a lot of support rather than going to these big, huge markets. You know, go to the farmer's market and get the organic form of these things because uh, it's going to be better, you know, it's going to be better in the long run. Um, you're getting more nutrition uh, from it in general, but you're supporting them at the same time. So just some things to think about when you're getting your produce and or if you're growing your produce, um, it's even better. Okay, but um, again, I always suggest get yourself on a mul- at least a multivitamin um, with some vitamin D uh, or if you can get the vitamin D aside, at least start off with those two things because at least you are going to make sure that you're ensuring that you get all the proper nutrition that you need so your body has what it needs to deal with the stresses of everyday life, right? Because stress also depletes all this stuff too. So it's a lot that goes into it, obviously, but just little things you can do in general that will make a big difference, okay? So just some food for thought. All right, so that's it for this week. 
I want to wish everyone a very happy and healthy and safe Christmas and or holiday season, whatever it is that you guys celebrate out there. Um, Just make sure that um, you eat some good food as much as you can and enjoy yourself because the holiday season is about being with friends and family, enjoying each other's company. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? So enjoy enjoy yourselves, um, take care, and as always, don't forget, take control of your health. (laughs) 